0: Well, good morning, everybody. Here and in the, the outer world, <laughs> that's what it is to me, Scott. Sorry. You know, uh, you know, for anything around here, we're real, right? And 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 that's what I really, I've always appreciated about uh, this body. You know that 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 we're real. There's there's no faking it. There's no nothing. This is this is real stuff, right? I was able to share with a couple amazing women that, that I work with um, about this place, about some faith, and, and uh, you know, it is, and that's the one thing I said is, like, you know, we're just we're just real out here, you know, it's, it's, it's a life lived, it's not a bunch of hypocritical stuff where we're saying one thing and, and, and living another, you know, um, do we have kids running around banging on pianos and, and everything else, you know what, and, and I've, I've said this to Melissa uh, privately, and I'll say it now you know, that she's a huge, she's a huge encouragement to me. She can stay home within three little guys and gals and just sit there and watch it on TV and let them run around the house, you know, but what's she doing? And all of you that have been our parents, which are most of us, right, understand that's, that's a lot of work of, Of gathering those children up and and making sure you have snacks and making sure everything else and getting yourself up and and putting both of your socks on, right, Melissa? (laughs) Right? That's an inside joke between us. Uh, You know, but she's here. She's here. That should be a huge encouragement to all of us, you know? And, you know, Jeff Jeff did a great job. You know, that's great. You know what? He's up there. Louis' Louis banging. He's going to play piano. You know, Andrew, there you go. There's, there's, there's your apprentice, you know? So we're gonna, we're gonna be banging on the piano. You know, but, but, but we're real. Look at the Steiners, right? Are you kidding me? If that's not a huge encouragement to see them sitting here right now, I don't know what is. And they're not doing it for that reason. They're doing it because they love Jesus and they're here and they're real. Right? They're real. And, and that's what it's about. And that's what Christianity has to be about. Right? People have to see it. And that's what I was able to share, you know, this morning was just, it's gotta be lived. We can we can preach and bible thump all we want, but until people see it, right, and, and know that it's real. That's what brings people in, that's what draws people in. It's 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 not it's not a game, right? It's working on that 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 warrior mentality. I've kind of been stuck on this this kind of warrior mentality since last summer. You know, really being those those warriors and and, you know, and, and stepping out there. And, and, you know, as as, as I as I, I kind of think about this, you know, the, the Uvalde, Texas, you know, th- that, that horrible thing that happened there in that school, you know, and and and, and you know, how those are being called cowards, you know, and, and and I get it, you know, not everybody's a warrior. Not everybody has that mentality. But like I told Justine, that's a hill I'll die on all day long, all day long. I know most of you will, but until you're in that situation, it's something different, and that's where you prepare. You prepare with that with that warrior mentality that no matter what comes up against you, you're going to stand. And so I. I, I, I was thinking about it last night, and it's been on my, been on my mind a lot, and I, and I think about it from a spiritual mindset. From a spiritual mindset. How many times do we walk by a school and hear the gunfire and continue walking, and I'm talking about just normal people that are dying every day? And do we go in there and help, or do we just walk by? So are we any better when you put it in a spiritual way, right? People have to know. People have to see by our actions, by our words. We have to be those, those warriors for Christ. We'll get into that. Uh, sorry, I just had that on my mind real quick. just want to get that out. Uh, announcements. When is the your barbecue? Is it today or tomorrow? It's today at 4.30. i not going to be there, I'm sorry. I woke up at 6 last night and I'm, <laughs> I'm still going. I'm going to go home and go to bed. Uh, so, but uh, 4 o'clock, 4.30, right? At the Kirkpatrick's, big barbecue. I don't think it's supposed to be raining this evening. So, believe me, it was raining last night. Yes, I was ready to build an ark. <laughs> felt like it was going to flood. Um, but yeah, so we have we have the barbecue um, uh, t- tonight at 4.30 at the Kirkpatrick's. Of course, Memorial Day is tomorrow. Uh, Father's Day is coming up on the 19th. Uh, of course, we have the 4th of July. Um, the family barbecue at the Drillers, July 31st. Do we have time on that yet? Don't worry about it. July 31st. Barber on a calendar at some point during that day. uh, I'll be out there. And then, of course, we have the G4 Summit, the men's retreats, uh, August 4th through the 6th up in the Cascades. Uh, That was a great time uh, last year, you know, up there. So, um, anyway, uh, we have evening assembly tonight uh, at your house, Kirkpatrick's. Okay, so we're going to do barbecue and then roll right into evening assembly, okay? Uh, Wednesday evening. At uh, Compton's, uh, ladies' study, I'm assuming, still on Thursday. Uh, college age Monday, no, because of Memorial Day. Okay, so no, no college age. Okay, I think, and of course, you know, the, the time he skips out, right? The time, it's his birthday. You know, Bill's birthday is on the 3rd, and of course, he skips out, so we won't sing to him, well, Bill, if you're watching... Sure, he'll be here next week, so we got to make sure that we sing to him, all right? Uh, and we'll have to figure out some way to make it interesting. Um, so, you know, speaking of birthdays, you know, Courtney turned twenty-two, you know, last Sunday, and I'm like twenty-two, man, I'm getting old, you know. And I'm like, oh wait, I have a seven-year-old, I'm not, I'm not that old, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, so, anyway, uh, send him you know, on the third, June third. It's Bill Zuck's birthday, send him a message, Uh, you know, he's just an amazing man. I think, you know, all of us are here because of something that he's done, you know, whether it's just the life he lived or his time that he took to study with us, to teach us, and to lead us, you know, at this body, so, so thankful uh, for that man. I won't tell you, I know he just gets irritated when I talk about the 16-year story, so uh, but I won't. And I'm sure you've all heard it, you know, numerous times. So we won't. We won't go there. Uh, anyway, any other announcements? Nothing. Okay. A few words of encouragement um, to Tamra. Thank you, Emma. Uh, you are such a lovely woman of God. Thank you for building up the body of Christ through prayer and continual encouragement. You're a true salt and light, and a dedicated example to all, and especially the younger women. Look up, look up to you. Amen on that, right? It's here for Tamara. Yeah. So for Ellie, right? So glad to see you here today, and thank you for bringing your dad. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, continue to keep Dave in our prayers, right? Um, this is for Ty. Ty, I like you being helpful by giving prayer cards out, and I think that was from your brother. Wow, look at that. There it is. All right. So we have two for Ryan from... I recognize the handwriting, Ryan. I have to look at it when I do actually help my wife teach the kids. Um, it says, uh, Ryan, your message today was awesome. That was from Ty. And Mr. Ryan, I like listening to you speak the word of God. And that's from Max. So there's two for Ryan. All right. Yeah, I agree. Boy... You, you, you talk about growth, right? Oh, it's, it's great seeing, you know, young men, young women really step up and, and, and do anybody, anybody else seen the change in Ryan, you know, up here? Wow. It's just, that's awesome, Ryan, you know, really stepping into, you know, wanting to really live that life and, and, you know, using the power that's in you to overcome and, and make those changes. So that's, that's awesome. Really seeing, seeing the growth in you. And that's, that's awesome to see. Um, and he's not the only one. You know, I mean, there's, there's, there's so much, right? Every day, right? Every day, it's, it's a battle. And if, and if you don't, if you don't feel that battle, if you're not fighting that battle, I, I'm telling you what, there is something wrong. You are not in the fight. You are not living the life. I'm telling you, there, there is that battle. Because when you're really doing it, the devil's really going to come after you. He's really going to come after you hard. We're going to be in James. James chapter one. I kind of started this in, I think it was in February when I was going through this and I think I made it through like one page of six pages of, of scriptures and notes. But I, I'm really kind of stuck on, on James. I've just been, just in, in James a lot. So it's, it's a very easy book for me. Um, I don't know why this one so much makes more sense to me than, than others, but it's just very practical and, and I like that. Because cause I'm because i not a, I'm not a, I'm 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 a very simple man. So I just like easy and practical. You know what? Tell me what I need to do and let's go do it. And so God says, go do it. And that's what he says, you know, in James. Be doers of the word, right? Be doers of the word. So we're going to, we're going to read a little bit. And some of that comes from, you know, we have, we have stuff kind of all over our, our walls, right? You know, um, and I think that's important as you're walking through your house, Right? To, to, to be reading, if it's scriptures, or if it's, for me, it's, it's encouraging stuff. And it's more of that, that kind of warrior mentality, right? Because ultimately our fight is a spiritual fight against the seven-headed devil. That is, is horrible. And if you don't, you don't think that, that he's cunning and can get you, you're wrong. And, and you've got to be prepared at all times. You know about the man in the arena. I won't read it to you, because you've heard it from me numerous times, right? You know? But I like the, the part in there It says, you know, uh, those that, that, that's actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs and comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, right? Who knows the great enthusiasms. Who's out there doing it in the arena every day, right? There's, there's one we have that says the rules to always being a gentleman, right? With, with, with a list of numerous things that, you know, we encourage not only me, but the boys to read, right? So they see that every day. So they know how to, how to grow up and be, be good, solid young men. Justine found this this one and and, and got this, which is awesome. It's, it's from a dad, right? It says, to my son, it says, I want you to believe deep in your heart that you're capable of achieving anything you put your mind to. That you will never lose. You either win or you learn. So go forth and aim for the skies. I can't promise to be here for the rest of your life, but I can promise to love you for the rest of mine. That encouragement, right? You know, that they see that's in their room. And then one of my favorite, thank you, Ferguson, for sending this to me after family camp. It says, out of every 100 men, 10 shouldn't even be there. 80 are just targets, 9 are the real fighters, and we are lucky to have them, for they make the battle. Ah, but the one, the one is a warrior, and he will bring the others back. See, that's the mindset that we have to have. There are so many, so many that are dying every day to the lake of fire. They need that warrior in their life. And I'm, you don't have to be this, this super strong, you know, whatever. If you have that mindset, that's not what I'm talking about. But spiritually, right? The spiritual warrior, to be spiritually strong. Because you look at Timothy, we know that Timothy... We know that Timothy was timid, he was weak, he had stomach issues, you know, yet what did he he turn out to be? One of the greatest evangelists, right? And charged forth and led so many because he had that warrior's mentality. He wasn't going to lose. We have the greatest example there is in Jesus. And God calls us to follow in his footsteps. So it takes, it takes some effort. In fact, it takes a lot of effort on our part. See, God's already done everything He needs to do. You realize that? He's already done everything He needs to do. He's given us the rule book. Here's how you live. He's given us the power, His power in us to overcome. He's done everything He needs to do. Now, who's it on? It's on us. It's about the decisions we make, it's about the things we say, the things we do, every single second of our lives. Life is nothing but choices and decisions that we make. How are we living? How are we doing? And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today, is examining ourselves. Not judging others, right? We need to examine ourselves. Talking about taking the speck out of your brother's eye when you got the log stuck in yours, right? See, God knows. Do you love God's pictures? That's awesome. His illustrations are amazing. I love it, right? Like the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour, right? Have that picture in your head. You ever seen one of them lions? Tell you what, I wildlife safari man. I'm driving through there. I'm like, this car is not. That glass is not thick enough. That thing gets out, man. We—it's uh, good. To have, that's this little pea shooter gun I have ain't gonna do it, you know. And then you watch them in action, right? I'm a big wildlife guy. I love, I love watching that, you know. Boy, just the power, right? That's what God's God's painting that picture for a reason, because that's what the devil's like, prowling around looking just to destroy us, right? We have to be those warriors. That's, a, that's like a really big introduction, isn't it? Like I'm almost done. i got like 15 minutes. Before we, before we read James chapter 1, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we are very thankful, Father, for another day that uh, you have blessed us with. We thank you for the, for the life and the breath that only you can give, Father. We thank you for the freedom, the hope, the peace that we have, the new creations that we are. It's all because of Jesus, Father, and we're so thankful for him, for his sacrifice, for the new lives that we have, Father. And it's all because of Him. It's all about Him. We're so thankful, Father, for the new lives that we have. And So we just ask that you would bless this lesson, Father, that really you would open up our hearts and really see how we need to be doers, the doers of the Word, right? Not just merely hearers. And going out there each and every day, uh, Father, looking to, to your Word as guidance and living the lives so others see and will be drawn and ask, and come in. We just ask for your blessing upon this time, and we're just so thankful for Jesus. We love you and praise you, and it's in the name of King Jesus that we pray. Amen. In James chapter one, we're going to read the whole chapter, and we're going to kind of hit on probably you yeah, know twelve through like thirteen to fourteen. So it says James, a bond servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes who are dispersed abroad, greetings. Consider it all joy, my, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect results, so you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Now I need to go back and listen to Scott, okay, and his lessons for this month in the adult Bible class. An incredible job talking about our perseverance, right? How those trials, the testing of your faith produces that endurance, right? So when those things come at us, we should be thankful, because it actually builds us up, you know. When you talked about Daniel in the lion's den, you know, uh, last week, you know, Daniel was was thrown in there, right? His faith, right? King was like King, King believed, right? And so when he comes out that morning, who gets thrown into the lion's den? Just the men that have done that, or who else? Their wives. Their children. See, it's not just about us. I think we lose sight of that. I think sometimes we think that, that as we're doing this, it's just about us. It's not. It's not just about us in, in, on, on a single level. If I decide to walk away, not only do I destroy myself, I could destroy my wife, I could destroy my kids. How, how many other people? It's not just about us. I, my, my great-grandparents were very religious people, believed in God, church every Sunday. And then my, my, my grandparents went there. They weren't, they weren't consistent, right? They were young. So they showed up one day. They made an example of them. They made them come up, up front, are like, don't be like these young people. My grandma walked out and says, I will never ever come back here again, ever. And never did. And so my family who once believed in God lost that, ge- that generation? My dad. I wasn't raised that way. I sought it out myself. Three generations later. Because of that one day. Right? gone. So we have to be careful, right? But but knowing that the testing of your faith produces that endurance, right? In verse 5, but if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and will be given to him. But he must ask in faith without any doubting, right? The one who doubts it's like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind, right? That's our biggest problem, is our faith. Do we really believe? Do you really, really, really believe that Daniel was thrown in a lion's den, did a bunch of lions and, and came out perfectly fine? And that as they threw the others in there, their bones were crushed but even hit the ground? Do you believe that? Do you, do you believe that Moses and the rest crossed the Red Sea on dry ground? I mean, do you, do you really believe that? Because if you don't, then we got, we got some work to do. All these things. See... We don't get to see the crossing of the Red Sea. We don't get to see that. But do we see miracles? Do we see God working every day? Oh, absolutely! If you're if you're looking, right? If you're looking, can't tell you how many times I've seen Him. But we can't doubt because it says in verse seven, "For that person ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways." Now, the brethren of, of humble circumstances is to glory in his high position, but the rich person is to glory in his humiliation, because like flowering grass, he will pass away. For the sun rises with a scorching heat and withers the grass, and his flower falls off, and the beauty of its appearance is destroyed. So it's the rich person, in the midst of his pursuits, will die out. We can't take it with us, right? And it's all going to burn up. Every bit of it. Sometimes I think about that as I'm waxing my car. Like, i like, I need to take care of, I, you know, in my mind, I'm like, I, I should be taking care of the stuff that God has given me. We talk about that all the time. But the boys, I'm like, if you have the mindset that this is God's stuff that he has given you, because it is, then let's take care of it as if it's God's, that we're borrowing. All right? so I'm like, okay, I need to take care of the cars, but I'm like, well, it's going to burn up, so am I wasting my time here? I don't know. It's just yeah, that's how my mind works. It's scary, right? <laughs> but in verse twelve, it says, "Blessed is the man who perseveres in a trial, for once he has been approved." So we're going to work on approved. He will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love Him. No one to say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, and He Himself does not tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust, right? That's, that's us. We're the root of that. And then when lust is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's run its course, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good thing given, right? And every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. There it is. Every good thing. Right? Every good thing is from who? Yes, from God. Do you believe it? Do you believe that God is blessing you? Do you believe those things? In the exercise of his will, he gave us birth by the word of truth, that we would be a kind of first fruits among his creatures. You know this. Uh, My brethren, everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. There's one to memorize, right? One I had to work on, still working on every day. Right? Listen. Shut your mouth and listen, and then don't get angry. Oh, it's so easy to say. That was so easy for me to say. So easy for me to read. It's one of the most difficult things that I do, right? Is listening, shut my own mouth, and then not getting ticked off, right? Boy, one I work on every single day. But the key word is what? I'm working on it. I recognize it. See, we have to recognize where we're falling short. Use the power within you. Use the word of God and start working on those things. Because here it is. Because in verse 22 it says, But prove yourselves, actually, verse 21, Therefore, ridding yourselves of all filthiness and all the remains of wickedness and humility, Receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. The word implanted inside. And prove yourselves, doers of the word, and not just hearers who deceive themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. Once he's looked at himself and got away, he's immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. But one who has looked intently, right, intently at the perfect law, law of freedom, and has continued in it. Not having become a forgetful hearer, but an active doer, this person will be blessed in what he does. A doer. Right? There's action that has to be taken on our part. We can listen, we can hear all this, be like, yeah, sounds good, Brian. woo And then just go off and go do whatever we're doing, right? Or we make the changes, right? If we're not doing it right, then make the changes, God's given us everything that that we need. Now it's up to us to do it, to be focused on that, and to have the warrior mindset. I hate to lose. I don't know where it really came from, to be honest with you. I just say I'm I'm a bad loser. Even in this day, I'm a bad loser. We got some seven, eight, ten-year-olds smoking me in Mario Kart. I'm a bad loser. I try real hard not to be a bad loser, but I'm a bad loser. Not proud of it. I try real hard to work on it, but I don't like to lose. For me, that's that's part of that, that warrior mindset, you know. I don't I don't like losing. So that helps me to want to overcome, right? I gotta work on having the right mindset about that and doing it for the right reasons. But I don't wanna lose to the devil. I don't, I don't want him to win. There's nothing more frustrating when I fall short because I know he just got me. That's frustrating to me. When all I wanna do is destroy him. What kind of mindset do we have, right? So that approved, let's go back. You're going to go back there uh, in verse 12. Blessed a man, the man that perseveres under trial, for once he's been approved, he'll receive the crown of life, right? So that approves is 1384 in the Strongs. It means passed the test, tried, acceptable, right? Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Again, some some scriptures on how we need to examine ourselves, right? In 13, chapter 5, or chapter 13, verse 5, it says, Test yourselves to see if you're in the faith. Examine yourselves. Or do not recognize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail the test. So we test ourselves, right, to see if we're in their faith. We examine ourselves. Take a look at ourselves. It's easy to point the finger at somebody else, right? But how are we doing? Do you take a look at yourself every day and be like, man, in these situations, could I have done that better? Where did I fall short? In Galatians chapter 3, or Galatians chapter 6, in verse 3, it says, for if anyone thinks that he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But each one must examine his own work, and then he will have reason for boasting, but to himself alone and not to another. For each one will bear his own load. We boast, we boast in the Lord, right? And not to anybody else. Alright, thank you. Thank you, Lord. You know, praising him for those changes, right? I tried. I tried changing my life. I tried changing the things I wanted to change in my life. I tried for months. And I couldn't do it. It's like no man can tame the tongue. It took the power of Jesus to overcome these things. And if I don't continue to work on those things, guess what? They come back. It's not a snap your fingers and it goes away. There's things we have to do right so we should be looking at ourselves every day seeing what we can do better are we reading are we praying and it's and it's not a have to right i mean i do things differently than bill there's nothing wrong with that he brought that out last week right like i'm kind of just continuously praying like whenever i have opportunity during the day because that's just the way my life is is anything wrong with that no because at least it's getting done right Thanks to Jeff, I got a little pocket Bible that I carry in my in my lunchbox. It sits right on my duty bag, right in my passenger seat. So guess what? What am do I doing in my reading? At 3 o'clock in the morning with a red light on in my car? How do you think I figured out what scriptures I wanted to use today? Four o'clock this morning and a red light in my car while I was eating. Right? It's okay. It doesn't have to be a set, this is the way to do it, right? Does it matter when we talk to God? Just as long as we're what? As we're talking to God, right? And and just talking to him. I like how Ryan brought that out. Just talk to him, would you? You know? It's, 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 we're, just, we're just talking to God. That's all we're doing. Go to 2 Timothy. Did I say that? I'm just like flipping pages here. 2 Timothy chapter 2. I think we'll begin in verse 8. It's going to get a running start. It says, Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, descendant of David, according to my gospel, for which I suffer hardship, even to imprisonment as a criminal, but the word of God is not imprisoned. For this reason, <coughs> excuse me, I endure all things for the sake of those who are chosen, so that they also may obtain the salvation, which is in Christ Jesus, and with it eternal glory. This statement is trustworthy, right? For we die with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Now, here we go. Remember uh, these things, and solemnly exhort them in the presence of God, not to dispute about words, which is useless and leads to the ruin of listeners. But be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a worker who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth, and avoid whirling empty chatter, for it will lead to further ungodliness. We'll stop there, right? But present yourself, approved to God, as a worker who does not need to be ashamed. Accurately, accurately handling the truth, right? How I mean, how important is that? Do we need to get it right? Are, are, are we all called to be teachers? Yes, we are. Right, We should be able to accurately handle the word of truth. I can't remember the name of the the little televised evangelist that we always talk about. Anyway, I watched him for a while before I called Bill. You know, oh, he sounded good. He sounded great. And I'd pray with him at the end of the thing. I'd sit there and I'd ask, I'd ask Jesus into my heart. You know, I'm like, I got it, you know. That was, that was awesome. And then it's, it's, nothing changed. <laughs> like maybe I didn't say the words right. Maybe I didn't stand on one foot. And I don't know. I don't. What was I supposed to do something differently? So the next week I would I would watch him again. Right? It sounded really good. Everything he was saying sounded really good. Then then I'd ask I'd ask Jesus into my heart again, and it's nothing happened. <laughs> I'm like what's going on i don't get it god wasn't handling the the truth accurately and and you're talking about football stadiums full of people all being led down the wrong path we have to we have to be careful handling the truth correctly right and avoiding all that worldly chatter now here's the thing revelation chapter 20 right Tell you, I was, I was, I moved around a lot. Most of you guys know that. I moved around a lot as a kid. And I was the short, fat, buck tooth, freckle face, bowl cut hair, you know, kid that show up and, you know, but I was really smart. Right? Straight A student, you know. And so how I'd get back to the bullies, right? Because I'd get beat up a lot. That's really the reason I'm probably so angry all the time. Uh, I'd get beat up a lot. He's either you know, the new kid. Constantly the new kid. And so, you get pushed around and beat up. So, I get back to those kids. Because, of course, back in my day, you know, we graded on what was called the curve, right? So, if the top score was 95%, right? So, if 85 to 95 was an A. And 75 to, you know, 84 was a B. So the curve was like, hey, actually, I should be getting a C, but hey, thanks to the curve, I'll get a B. Or I slipped in there with an A at, at, you know, 86%, you know. Well, my whole thing was I wanted to ruin the curve because most of those bullies were, were dummies, right? They weren't very smart. So I made sure there was no curve. That was my big thing, no curve. Not 100% of everything, you know. No curve on this test, pal, you know, as I hit the dirt. you know but hey that was that was that was how i got back at him right you know and i say that because guess what there is no curve now this isn't this isn't a, a law driven thing that you have to you understand that we all understand that right but there is a standard that we need to be striving for now there's only one perfect we know that and that's jesus It doesn't mean we all can't be striving for that perfection, right? Because here's what's going to happen on that last day, right? In in Revelation 20, beginning in verse 11, it says, And I saw a great white throne, and him who sat upon it, from whose presence earth and heaven fled, and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged from the things that were written in the books according to their deeds, And the sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead who were in them, and and they were judged, each of them according to their deeds. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Now we don't live our life because we're terrified of the lake of fire. We live our life according to God's word because we're thankful and we love Him and we want to please Him. But if our name is not written in the book of life, and remember, God knows your heart. You can fool me. I can fool you. But we can't fool God. That's just the way it is on the last day. So how are we doing? are we striving to bring glory, honor and praise to God? And if we are we doing it with the right motives cuz God talks about that as well, right? Cuz we can look like we're doing the right thing but with the wrong motives. There's there's no there's no grading on a curve here. You know, if God has a standard and he knows if you're trying to strive for that standard. It's not a law thing. Right, it's just the way God has has it set up, and we should be we should be striving to be better. Right, I remember who I was before. Some say you should you shouldn't think about that. No, I think you should. I remember that guy. I don't want to be that guy anymore. I know how far God has brought me. Notice I say who. How far God has brought me, right? He's the one that's done it all, not me. But I remember, I don't want to be that guy anymore, right? And 2 Timothy, two more, we'll get you out of here. 2 Timothy chapter 4, beginning in verse 6. This is Paul, right, writing to Timothy on death row, right? He says, for I'm already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my, my departure has come. He knows, right? I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. In the future there is reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearance. See, Paul what? Paul knew Paul knew that he was going, there was no doubt in Paul's mind that he was going to heaven. Why? Because of the life that he lived. Because of the effort that he put forth to bring glory to God. He knew it. He knew his heart was right. He knew he was doing everything that he could. Did Paul make some mistakes? Sure he did. We're going to make mistakes. But that just makes us stronger, right? Right? That's what we should be saying no matter what, right? At no matter what point in time. So we don't know. We don't know when our time is. We have no idea. It could, be, it could be tomorrow for any of us. If we're laying there and taking our last breath, are we thinking this? I fought the good fight. I'm ready, Lord. I've, I've done the best that I can for you. And, and have that confidence to know. How important is that? Confidence is huge, right? There's a difference between confidence and arrogance. Trying to teach baby cops how to be confident. Because confidence is everything. And it's really everything for us in our faith. To be confident in our faith and to know that we've done the things that God has asked us to do. Though we've stumbled, we've continued on. Well, in James chapter 4, you know this is one of my my favorite verses. See, it's easy to say that we're going to resist the devil and he's going to flee from you, right? But in in chapter 4, verse 7, we have to submit to God first. We have to allow God... To lead our lives. We have to yield to him. That's what that submit means. It means to yield. We let him go first. We let him lead. And only then. Will we be able to resist the devil. The roaring lion. And he'll actually flee from us. But only when we yield to God. Be the warriors. That God has called you to be. Man, we're so much better than the devil. We have so much more. You have to believe it. Have the confidence to know that you can overcome. And yes, there's going to be stumbles, but you can do it. Right? We are not of those who shrink back. Right? But to persevere to the end. Be the warrior that God has called you to be. Thank you. All right.